Coming up, we got to be get prepared for opportunity when it comes. I like to tell young people, and I've said this before, that you always want to keep yourself in position where somebody can help you. Always, you want to do that. So, um, so when somebody says, "Hey, I like to help you," you don't want to be like, "Ah, uh, I got this this thing, this issue going on." You know? Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Sometimes life can leave us feeling discouraged, desperate for a chance to turn things around. But how prepared are you for the opportunities that may come your way? Join us for the message, When Opportunity Comes, where Pastor Rob discusses the ways we should prepare for and respond to new opportunities here's part one of the message so mark 10 46 through 52 then they came to jericho (laughs) as jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were were leaving the city a blind man bartimaeus which means son of timaeus was sitting by the roadside begging When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. I want to talk to you today on the topic when opportunity comes when opportunity comes many of us have been if not all of us i would say all of us have been in a situation where we felt like you know i just i i just need an opportunity and I need one real quick. Uh, because you, you got up to your neck or over your head in whatever it was. It could have been a financial strain. It could have been a relational strain. It could have been a, a uh, occupational strain. But in either case, you felt like something needs to give. I just, I'm up to here. I had enough. And here in our text, Bartimaeus clearly fell into that category. So on your paper, write this down. Bartimaeus needed an opportunity. Bartimaeus needed an opportunity. And there are several reasons why he needed an opportunity. But number one, write this down. He had been pushed aside. He had been pushed aside. 
Bartimaeus was out of the mainstream. He was by the wayside. The text says he was sitting by the side of the road. And this was a main road that led into Jericho. And he was on the side of the road. And there was a lot of stuff going on. The text tells us that uh, there was a large crowd. Mark 10, 46 says, Then they came to Jericho, and Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. So here, get the picture. Here's a large crowd. Something's happening. Jesus is coming out of the city, and there's a large crowd with him along with the disciples. And where is Bartimaeus? He's not in the middle of the crowd. He's sitting on the side of the road, begging. Whatever action had happened, whatever action was happening, he wasn't a part of it. He was cast to the side. He was out of the mainstream. Society had unfriended him. Um, society had stopped following him. Society had, society had unsubscribed to him. And they were having their thing going on in the crowd, and he was on the side of the road. You ever been there? You ever felt like you were pushed aside? Uh, maybe on your job, you ever felt like all the promotional opportunities you never was in line for? Um, you ever felt like, in, even in your family, you know, you ever felt like the black sheep of your family, like you know, the family's having events and they're not inviting me? Um, you ever felt like, you know, your, 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 your classmates, your coworkers, or whoever was, had just counted you out, didn't include you? Um, you? You show up to an event and everybody got on red and you show up in green and you like, did I not get the memo? What, what, what happened here? You ever felt like uh, as you apply for promotions that you never get past the first stage and, and seem like the same people keep getting promoted? Folk that you know you are better than, you are smarter than, you have demonstrated better skill, but yet you're by the wayside. This is Bartimaeus's plight. And then on top of that, he was poor and he was blind. Not only was he outcast and to the side of the road, uninvolved in the happenings that was happening, but he was, he's poor and blind on top of that. And so here, here, here he is. It's, it's clear Bartimaeus needed an opportunity. He needed an opportunity. Um, he had been overlooked, left by the side. So sometime life takes us there. Sometime it can even happen in the midst of the crowd that you're cast aside. Sometime you may feel that way in your own household. And there's other folk in the house, but you still feel like you're cast aside. Life can be tough. So we want to take a look at Bartimaeus' story and see what we can glean from it. And I want to pull out seven things. Write this down. Seven things to do 
when opportunity comes. Seven things to do when opportunity comes. The first thing, number one, is we must regard opportunity. Regard opportunity. This means we must think highly of opportunities. In fact, we need to regard opportunity before opportunity comes. I'm going to say that again. We need to have a high regard for opportunities before opportunities come. Because if you don't regard it before it happens, when it comes, you won't be ready. And that takes us to A on your paper. Uh, that means we, we got to prepare for it. We got to prepare for it. And again, you must do this prior to opportunity coming. Because if you ain't ready when it comes, it's too late to get ready. It'll just pass you right by. Look what the text says. Mark 10, 47 says this. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, this tells us that he was listening. He was paying attention. Yeah, it was this crowd coming through and um, he didn't tune them out. He was paying attention. So he was kind of looking for opportunity. Sometimes we get so burnt out, cast aside, and it takes us into depression, and we just stop even looking for opportunity. We're not even hoping for it. It's not even part of our mind. We just have come to the place to settle on a fact. This is how life's going to be. I guess this is my plight. Nothing's going to change. But Bartimaeus was still listening, and he heard Jesus of Nazareth was coming. He was looking for opportunity. Not only that, he was positioned for opportunity. He was positioned to hear. Since he was by the side of this main road, he could hear. Everything was, he couldn't see. He was blind. He couldn't see it, but he could hear it. Uh, this, this tells us that, that, uh, that, that, yeah, we may be in a situation where our hands are tied a little bit, that we don't have some resources that others have, but don't put down the resources you do have. Don't neglect what you do have, um, the resources you do have, the, the, the tools that you do have. Make sure you use them. So though his eyes couldn't see, his ears could still hear, and he was in position to hear. And when he heard, he inquired about what he heard. He was looking for opportunity. So we got to prepare for it. Um, Bobby Knight, basketball coach, I, I know um, he has a not a, not a shining reputation, um, at least from a character perspective. But you can't knock that he won a lot of basketball games. Um, but. Yeah, he was, he's probably known more for throwing a chair onto the court than anything else. But he is one of the greatest, uh, got the most wins of college, in college Division I basketball. But he said something, though, that I think deserves um, some credence. He said, the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. 
It is the will to prepare to win. That's important. So everybody want to be win. Everybody want to be on top. Everybody want to be crowned, but not everybody want to do the work that it takes to get to the point where you are the champ or you are on top or you are one of the best. And that's all he's saying. And so we got to be, get prepared for opportunity when it comes. I like to tell young people, and I've said this before, that you always want to keep yourself in position where somebody can help you. Always you want to do that. So, um, so when somebody says, hey, I'd like to help you, you don't want to be like, oh, uh, I got this, this thing, this issue going on, you know. <laughs> and, and then they say, oh, I, uh, I, I can't help you with that part of it. So you want to keep yourself in position. And in other words, if somebody, you know, offer you a job, you want to make sure that you uh, are able to go into the interview <laughs> and take the exam, and give your blood and hair samples, and it turned out all right. <laughs> you want to... <laughs> You know, you want to be, can, you know, you want to be like, can you wait a couple weeks? You know, because me and my boys was just partying last night and, you know, and we was doing some stuff. So you always want to be in position for somebody to help you. Again, Bartimaeus was in position. The second thing we want to do when opportunity comes is recognize opportunity. We need to recognize opportunity. Obviously, if you don't regard opportunity, you don't prepare for opportunity, you probably won't even recognize it when it showed up. Okay, so you need to recognize opportunity. Uh, and, and to do that, you need to focus on the big picture. Write this down. You need to focus on the big picture. And this is what Bartimaeus did. Mark 10, 47 says this. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, I'm going to read that again. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, that's what they were saying. Again, he on the side of the road, there's a commotion. Crowd of folk coming through. Can't see him, he can hear. He hear the commotion. And he's just pictured, he inquiring, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Somebody said, Jesus of Nazareth is coming. That's what they said. But look how Bartimaeus responded, though. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Did you catch that? They said, Bartimaeus said, what's going on? What's happening? They say Jesus of Nazareth is coming. Bartimaeus said, Jesus, son of David. He didn't repeat what they said. He interpreted it totally different. He interpreted it as an opportunity. Because he understood that the, this Jesus that they said who came from Nazareth was more than just Jesus who came from Nazareth. You say that's all it is. Now, you say it's just another job interview. 
No, but you know, if you wise, you're going, no, 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 no. This is just not just another job interview. <laughs> you don't understand. This, this interview can, can switch my life. Okay. To you, it's just another interview. No, not to me, though. Because this interview will help me start to ride and go toward my purpose. Yeah, now nah, you don't realize uh, this, 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 this interview is the ticket for me to get out of all this frustration. You don't get it. You think it's just another interview, you know. And see, so, you know, some people say, you know, it's, you know, the sports games are just another, it's just a game, you know. But the guy that's trying to get out of a bad situation, he said, no, 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 it's not just a game to me. It's, it's just a game to you. But to me, I don't know. This, this is my pathway for me and my family, you know, to have a better life. It's more than just a game to me. And see, some people don't understand that. See, this is a situation here. Bartimaeus said, no, you think he's just Jesus of Nazareth. No, I know he's more than just Jesus of Nazareth. So he responds, Jesus, son of David. And that, that term was a term that referenced the, the, the promised Messiah. Hey, Bartimaeus understood that he had heard about Jesus and the miracles and things he had performed and he had concluded when he started to put all his knowledge together that that's the Messiah. It's not just Jesus the, the, from Nazareth. You say he's just Jesus. I know he's more than that. G Mark Bartimaeus said this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. And so he shouted. Jesus son of David. Have mercy on me. Bartimaeus was familiar with Old Testament prophecy. So that information allowed him to interpret what was happening different than everyone else was interpreting it. So they thought they was just walking in a crowd with Jesus from Nazareth. Bartimaeus was saying, no, 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 he can fix all your problems. <laughs> what you doing? You know, just, just think about it. You, you, you don't get this. You don't get it, do you? You don't understand who you're walking with. I don't, I can't even see, and I know that. <laughs> Here you is walking with him, and you don't get it. He said, no, 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 this is more than just Jesus of Nazareth. Bartimaeus says, this is an opportunity. And so he shouted. Um, 2 Samuel 7, 12 through 13 says this. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors. This is Samuel talking to David. The, the king, Old Testament king. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. This is a prophecy for the Messiah. These are things that Bartimaeus understood, and he knew that this Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was more than just Jesus of Nazareth. He was in the line of the King David, and he was the promised Messiah. And the term, one of the terms they used for the Messiah was the son of David. He knew that. Okay. And then let me ask you, what, what knowledge do you have or you are pursuing to have 
that others might not have that would allow you to see an opportunity when others don't see it? Or are you just staying with the crowd? Whatever the crowd say, then that must be it. You, you guys know, I hope you figured out by now, sometime the crowd is wrong. Sometime the crowd miss it. Yeah, sometime the crowd say, that was traveling. And then the replay says, nah, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't traveling, it wasn't a foul. It depends on what city you're in, you know. <laughs> Just the point is that sometimes the crowd is wrong. And if you're depending on the crowd to give you what you need to know, you may end up in the wrong place. Bartimaeus wasn't listening only to what the crowd said. He had some other information that helped him interpret the situation and see that this was an opportunity to fix his problems. So he shouted. For us today, we talk about this scripture all the time. Romans 8, 28, as believers, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You know, we say this often. Romans 8, 28. But I'm wondering, do we really put it into practice? Do we really practice the mindset that God is working it all out for our good? Are we looking at the big picture? Or are we just enthralled or caught up in the situation and looking at the, the, the things that's in front of us and not seeing the whole picture? And here Paul was trying to tell the church in Rome that you got to know even when it doesn't look like it, you have to just know that God is working all things out for your good. That's the big picture. And when we put that mindset into practice, it will change the way we deal with our stuff that happened. We will look at it differently. And maybe because we haven't had this, this mindset that God is working it out for the good, um, uh, I, I, I know I have. I don't know about you. I know I have. I know I have missed some good because I wasn't thinking or looking for good in my life. I missed it. I got so caught up in whatever happened and what was happening that I, I, I didn't see the big picture. And I didn't see any good that was coming. And so I got caught up and I said some stuff. I did some stuff because I was caught up. And then later I look back, I say, man, if I just hadn't got caught up, this thing that I thought was all bad could have flipped around for me and been good. But I wasn't looking at the big picture. Uh, that's me. I've been there. I've been there. So Bartimaeus focused on the big picture. He didn't just focus. See, they was Jesus of Nazareth coming down. No, 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 no. The Bartimaeus said, no, this, this story goes way back. It goes back further than just him coming down the road right now. This is... This, this, this story has some roots. There's some chapters here you ain't read yet in this story. You're missing it. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, Pray this prayer. Lord God, 
I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So you have to reject the distractions and the naysayers, and you got to understand that they come with force. It's, it's not... Uh, uh, it's not usually weak or soft, the distraction or the naysayer. It's not usually weak or soft. It's usually pretty forceful. Thank you for listening.